Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, the one, the only, the Johnny. That's right, and this week, I am naked. There is no Tom, so it's just me. <laughs> I'm all you got this week. It's just me. And um, this is the uh, holiday season because... Uh, it's December. <laughs> That's what happens in December. And usually nobody listens to podcasts in December. Nobody goes to work. Everybody is off with their family, hanging out with old friends they haven't seen since high school or college or whatnot and stuff. So uh, probably nobody's going to hear this episode, and that's okay. So, yeah, I'm going to do this balls-to-the-wall Bill Burr style, just me by my lonesome naked. <laughs> this is episode number 377. That's right, 377 episodes, weekly episodes. You know, we would we'd probably have maybe 2,000 if we did do a bi-weekly or tri-weekly or something. Tri-weekly, bi-weekly. Was that correct? <laughs> have I been living in Japan way too long? <laughs> Twice a week or three times a week. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. So uh, we would have a lot of more episodes, uh, but uh, you know what? We, we follow the news, and uh, yeah, every week we can at least get five good stories. If we did it every couple of days, God, we'd probably have to do maybe one story an episode, or maybe two stories an episode, which is exactly what I'm going to do this week. This week, I'm only going to read two stories. Why? Because I don't have any time either. Tom has no time. Actually, Tom has a lot of time. That's kind of weird. He's a high school teacher... And right now, all the kids are on, like, winter break. So you should have a lot. I don't know what that guy's doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm working. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, the best thing about this holiday season is sake. God, I love sake in this season. You know what? There's nothing better than getting a bottle of sake and heating up a glass in your microwave. Or you could, I guess you could put the glass in water and then boil the water and stuff so it heats up the sake. But, oh, man. Sake is called atsukan, and it is so delicious. Today, today it's pretty cold. I mean, it's not like Michigan cold. I mean, God, it's not like Russia cold or Canada cold. But but in, in Japan, this is pretty cold for us. I think it's like, uh, what, four degrees, five degrees or something. God, I don't know. It's, it's cold, though. Today's a chilly one. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing better than... Mmm. Ah, uh, now it's lukewarm. Lukewarm sake. <laughs> it's better when it's hot. But uh, yeah, and actually, I get asked once in a while about like my favorite kinds of sake, and I gotta say right now, there's a company called Desai, and Desai is located in the Fukuoka Prefecture or Fukuoka City, which is uh, west of Japan, and uh, Desai is absolutely fantastic. It's ooh. God, the flavors are just so good. God, you know, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm turning into a sake guy. I mean, for the longest time, I was a beer guy, and then I dabbled in whiskey, and then I got balls deep in whiskey, and um, then I kind of got into gin a little bit, and now it's sake, man. Sake is the shit. Only thing is, it's so hard to find good sake. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good sake, but it's just. It's hard to research it because there's there's so many different kinds of sake and so many different sake companies. There's not as many as there used to be in Japan, but uh, still there's quite a few sake companies. And God damn it, there's some good sake here. Holy Jesus. If you come to Japan or if you're in Japan, you want to get a good gift for anybody, anybody at all, unless they're on the wagon, <laughs> get them a bottle of Desai. That shit is just so good. And uh, this, this what I'm drinking right now is called Decide 39, which means they only use 39% of every grain of rice. 
So they kind of like peel it like a potato. They peel the rice like a potato, right? So they get the innard side, which the inside of like the rice, which they got to have a machine that does that. There's no way there's like people with <laughs> really big glasses, <laughs> really skinny fingers. <laughs> I can just imagine those uh, those nerds in the 80s. They would buy those little lead figures of like uh, Dungeons and Dragons characters and they'd have that big, huge like uh, magnifying glass and they would look in at the little like characters and they would paint all the little details of these characters. Actually, I had a neighbor, a neighbor friend whose older brother did that stuff and I shouldn't call them nerds. I shouldn't because to be honest, like when I walked into his room a couple of times when I was a little kid, like maybe 11 years old or something and saw him doing that, I was like, nerd! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> I was a nerd too. But you know, when you look at those figures and when they're finished, when they're completed, they look so amazing. <laughs> the details just so great. They're so cool. I love those little figures. So, okay, it's not that nerdy when they're completed. But when they're doing it, they get they they nerd the fuck out on those little characters, but Anyway, I could just imagine some people in a plant somewhere in Fukuoka with like just like a big pile of rice with one of these huge magnifying glasses and they're just peeling away until they reach 39% of that grain of rice. And then they say, did it, next. <laughs> and they're there all day. Oh man, God, the arthritis must be terrible after a couple of years. <laughs> mm. All right, well... Since I'm all by my lonesome, I got some topics I could talk about. Let's see. Um, I'm thinking of the things that I get asked about from, like, tourists and stuff. And um, let's see here. Jeez, uh, immigration. I could talk about immigration, which is a complete nightmare. Good places for dates. That also could be a potential nightmare, <laughs> depending on who you're dating. Um, okay, let's see here. Okay, Shinagawa. If you gotta get, uh, if you gotta get a visa or something, or if you're going to uh, do the whole stay in Japan thing, like some of us have, uh, yeah, you gotta go to Shinagawa, and it's a nightmare. The paperwork's on their website. Check it out, <laughs> and I highly recommend. Okay, I recently had to do this. If you are getting a visa. And you're planning on staying in Japan, maybe working um, as an engineer, a coder, an English teacher, whatever. When you go to the immigration office, make sure you get there at 8 o'clock. The doors open at 8.30, but they let you line up at 8 o'clock, right? So I went down there at uh, 8 o'clock about a week ago, and um, it was a complete nightmare. And um, I, I couldn't take the train. I was a little late, and I wanted to get there at 8 o'clock because I knew pe- I knew people lined up and stuff. So I took a taxi. I fucking blew 30 bucks. I took a fucking taxi from my place to Shinagawa Station to go to the immigration office. The immigration office is a huge building. It's like this massive, (laughs) it looks like some kind of like an evil empire (laughs) building or something. It's got this weird X shape. It could be like the X-Men building. It's got a big X shape or something. But um, anyway, I got there at eight o'clock and I thought I was going to be fine. And as soon as like the taxi pulled up, I saw the building and then the, the taxi driver goes in, in, in Japanese, he's like, oh, oh, gaijin oi, yeah, and I, which means, oh my God, look at all these foreigners. <laughs> and I look out the window and I shit you not, there's like 200 people lined up one hour before the place opens. The place opens at nine. They let you into the building at 8.30 and at eight o'clock, there, there's like a line. There's a line of five people thick, right? From like left to right, there's like five people, right? And, and that, that, that line 
went all the way from like the beginning of the door all the way back to like the street. And I was just like, fuck me, dude. I can't believe this. Immigration is a complete nightmare. It was never this bad. I mean, it's always been kind of fucked up, but this is just insane. So I get there. It's freezing cold in the morning. And um, another interesting thing is everybody lines up. But as soon as the security guards at 830, they open the doors, the races are off. You know, it's like like a horse racing track or something. Like everybody just runs to like the different parts of the 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 immigration office because the thing is you got to get a ticket and then you wait for half an hour before the gates there open so everybody runs and they're pushing each other and stuff oh my god the people from all over the world i mean you've got uh, people from uh, south america central america america north america all over europe all over the middle east people from all over the world are there lined up i mean there's 200 people are there there's 200 countries there and i shit you not which is actually kind of cool to see all the different people from everywhere and stuff you know you hear all but like many different languages and stuff which is awesome i I like that kind of shit so but yeah everybody starts running and i tell you what i get there early because i don't run johnny don't run (laughs) those doors open up and i walk dude i I just can't run i I can't be one of those people that runs like Give me a fucking ticket. <laughs> I walk and and I'll wait a half an hour longer <laughs> when I'm at the ticket gate. That's fine. I don't mind. I mean, if I get there at fucking 8 o'clock in the morning and then I get a ticket at 8.30 and then I have to wait there until maybe uh, 9.30-ish or something, 9.45 to actually talk to somebody, I am cool with that. You know, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to push anybody around. <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> I would never do that, but uh, some people do. <laughs> oh man! So immigration's a nightmare. Okay, next one. Let's see here. Uh, date places. Okay, date places. There are so many date places in Tokyo. I mean, Jesus. Um, uh, there's always Shibuya, but if you go to Shibuya, movie, drinks, coffee, whatever you're into, shopping. That which could be expensive, and you could do that in any different fucking station. Shibuya, Shinjuku, Harajuku, whatever. Some are better than others and stuff. You go to Shinjuku, they're gonna have better bars. If you go to Shibuya, they're gonna have better nightclubs. Uh, karaoke's everywhere and stuff. Um, oh shit! One place where me and the missus went recently was Odaiba, and Odaiba is kind of like this. Um, it's uh, an artificial island that Japan made a long time ago, and it's it's the the home of Fuji TV. It's right near uh, what's called Tokyo Big Site, which is a huge conference center, and um, it's it's cool. It's a really cool place, and it's just just enough outside of the city where you feel like you're kind of leaving Tokyo a bit, right? So, because like when you're in Shibuya, when you're in Roppongi, when you're in Ginza, when you're all the other little stations, Bueno Ikebukuro, you know you're in Tokyo. You feel Tokyo. You see all the taxis everywhere. You see all the people everywhere. But when you go to Odaiba, there's still a lot of people, but it kind of feels like you're getting away from Tokyo, which is kind of refreshing. And if you're living in Tokyo, or maybe any major city, New York, Tokyo, Paris, London, whatever, it's good to get out of the city. I think it's, it's mentally healthy just to get out of the rat race just for a little bit and just, you know... Oh, get a little bit of fresh air. And uh, that's exactly what me and the missus did. We went down there for our 10th year anniversary. Can you believe it? Johnny's been together with his wife for 10 long years, 10 wonderful years. 
And so uh, we went down there for our 10 year anniversary and um, it was kind of cool. They got some pretty nice restaurants, uh, a little bit on the expensive side. Whatever you do, do not buy any beer there. All the beer that they have there at the restaurants, like if you go to like the American Hawaiian restaurant or the American Cool restaurant, whatever, there's some stupid ass restaurants that are completely non-American, except for a couple of Hawaiian posters on the wall. <laughs> Elvis is playing, um, which is always a good thing. But uh, yeah, so if you go there, the beers are going to cost almost as much as your meal. We went to the, this burger joint, this American burger joint, and the burgers were not so good. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even that big. <laughs> the price was big, but we, we got a couple of burgers I paid for. It's like almost $9 a burger, which is ridiculous. Don't eat when you go there, <laughs> actually. Um, so we went there, we got a, a burger, and I wanted a beer, but the beer cost about 9 bucks too, right? About So it was like kiyokiyan, kiyokiyan, so it was like almost $18 for a burger and a beer. And I just said, I'm not going to have a beer this time. I'm, I'm going to pass on the beer, which is unheard of in my line of work. <laughs> From what I do, when you drink a, when you eat a burger, you need a beer. And uh, I didn't do it. It was fucking expensive as shit. But Odive is a great place to check out and stuff. It's the place that has the huge Gundam, the huge Gundam figure. It's like this massive Gundam figure. And it is so cool to see that. Every time I go there, I got to get a picture of me and myself in front of the Gundam statue. It is, it's just so cool. I fucking love it. I, I wish I had that in my backyard. I actually, I wish I had a backyard. And then if I did have a backyard, I would put that in my backyard. So every day when I open up my window to get some sun in my bedroom, I would see the Gundam's face and I'd just be like, ah, oh, today is going to be a good day, a Gundam day. <laughs> yeah, that, that figure is awesome. If you do come to Tokyo, you got to check it out just because it's a life-size Gundam. I mean, how many times in your lifetime are you going to see a life-size Gundam? Probably never, <laughs> unless you live in Tokyo or you're visiting. That's cool. Going to Fuji TV. Fuji TV, it's it's an okay TV channel, I guess, whatever. But their building's really interesting. It's like this big square building. And they got this ball. There's this sphere that's hanging in the middle of the building. And you can go into the sphere. And it's got a beautiful, beautiful view of, of Tokyo. You can see Fuji-san, Mount Fuji. You can see Skytree. And you can see Tokyo Tower. So if you're going to come here and you're going to visit and stuff, you know, it's a good thing to just check out just for the view. I mean, I'll go to Odaiba just for the view. It's awesome. And you can go on some boat rides there as well and stuff. It's a good place to walk around and hang out. Think of this little Statue of Liberty where all these people take pictures in front of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I don't know why it's there. <laughs> and actually, the weird thing is, about Odaiba and the whole Odaiba area. If you go to Odaiba, you're gonna see these little islands around Odaiba, and these islands are kind of built up, right? They're fake islands. Odaiba is kind of a fake island, and surrounding Odaiba is these fake islands too. But they're built up, you know, with these huge rocks, right? And these rocks, they're almost like huge bricks. It looks like they, they tried to start to build the foundation of the pyramids. They're huge, right? And the whole reason why those are there is because I think, what was it, 1806 or something? It was like the 1800s. Uh, there's a general, General Perry, who was like the American Navy leader of the Pacific or something. He came to Japan. And before that time, Japan was completely isolated other than for the, I think the Dutch were able to trade with Japan and... I know the Dutch were. I think somebody else was as well. But Japan was pretty much all closed off, right? And uh, Perry came in. And once Tokyo, and at that time, I think Tokyo was uh, the, the new capital of Japan. They found out that Perry was coming. And um, yeah, they decided to build up these huge kind of like barriers and just 
fill these berries, these little islands with cannons and shit, right? So when Perry showed up, you know, they can like blow Perry out of the water. But what happened was Perry came in. He's like, listen, you guys are going to open your gates and we're going to trade and we're going to be friends. And at that time, the, uh, I was going to say prime minister, but the emperor of Japan said, why not? And the rest is history. But uh, yeah, so when you go there and you check it out and you do a little boat ride, which I recommend. Boat rides are always fun. You can get a couple of beers in your bag, drink those, and fucking just enjoy the view, man. A boat, who doesn't like a fucking boat ride with some beers? I mean, come on. I mean, isn't that what fishing is all about? You get in a boat, you're with their friends, you, you crack a couple of beers, you enjoy yourself, right? Anyway, for me, that's what fishing's all about, and that's why I love a boat ride. And yeah, they don't care if you bring some beers. I mean, shit. That's usually where... Uh, with the party boat, was it the booze cruise pickup is? Isn't it Odiva? I could be wrong. Don't hold me to it. But, um, yep. Odiva is a great date place. All right, let's see what else I got here in the notes. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, die, bud, day place. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, <laughs> this is funny. Okay, funny story. Not really funny, kind of weird. Um, all right, I don't want to get all racist and shit, but um, I think I think there's like a culture or a group of people or something. I don't know, but there's there's a country, and I don't know. Maybe it's within this country. There's like a prefecture or a section or something that don't like to sit next to foreigners. Now I'm not gonna say which country it is because I don't want to get all racist and shit. But I'm gonna tell you two stories. Okay. Let's see here. A couple of years ago, wait, last year when I was uh, I was in Europe for a while, I was doing my live painting shit in Europe, and I flew back from uh, Germany to Tokyo, right? And when I fly, I can't sleep, so I, I'm up 
pretty much 24 hours, right? I'm just watching movies, trying to read something, you know, get my fate on. And so when I come back to Tokyo, I always just come home and sleep. I try to anyway. So anyway, I just arrived from Europe into Narita Station, and I buy my ticket for the Narita Express. And I noticed that there's a lot of people waiting in line to buy tickets, so the place, I mean, the train's going to be pretty much packed. You know, in certain times of the day, you can get like almost an empty a train from Narita to uh, Tokyo, and other times it is packed to the gills. This time, it was packed to the gills. So I get my ticket, and I've got my luggage, and the, the Narita Express shows up, and I get on the train. I get on the train, and um, I'm one of the first people on the train, and I sit down in my seat, and the seats are all numbered. You know, mine was like A4 or something like that, <laughs> T1, who knows. So I sit down, and um, I get a beer, because I like to drink beers when I'm on the train. Notice, I like to drink beer. <laughs> Today I'm drinking sake, but uh, I like to drink beer. But especially in, uh, let's see, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> I love that movie. You're so cool, Brewster. Um... So I sit down and I'm exhausted and I'm sipping my beer and I'm listening to a podcast or something. And this family from this country shows up, right? And I think there's like five or six of them. It's like a huge group of people and stuff. And they got all their bags and luggage and stuff, right? And I can tell at the beginning, you know, right right from the get-go that they're going to sit in front of me. They're the two seats in front of me and then the two seats across the aisle to the right of me. And then somebody had to sit next to me, Right. And they're all standing there. Nobody's sitting in their seats and stuff, but they're putting their bags in seats. And they all start yelling at each other, pointing at the seats and pointing at me. And I'm not going to say or like try to fake like their language, but I'm going to call it like kind of like, I'm going to speak like gibberish. It's almost like jazz, right? Aggressive jazz. And they're pointing at the seat and they're pointing at me and they're yelling at each other saying they don't want to be the one that sits next to me, right? I've got cooties. So I'm sitting there, and, and the train is pretty much packed up right now, right? And people are sitting down, and most people, you know, they're, they're quiet. And these people are yelling. Like, they're just yelling and pointing at me and pointing at the seat. Like, and, and I'm fucking embarrassed. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I haven't slept in fucking 30 hours. I, I don't know what's going on in my head. And I'm just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, this is the most fucked up shit. I would never do that. I would never show up with my family on a train and look at some guy and be like, I don't want to sit next to him. Fuck this guy. You have to sit next to him. No, I'm not going to sit next to this guy. You sit next to him. And the family's fucking fighting forever until the dad fucking takes a suitcase, bangs it down on the ground and shit because he's pissed off. And then I think in his language, he says, all right, I'll fucking sit there. And everybody's all happy. So everybody divides up and they sit down and the dad sits down next to me and he's looking at me. No, he's looking forward, but his eyes are looking at me. So he's kind of like looking at me in the side of his eye, right? And he's staring at me and I'm just sitting there looking at my phone. You know, I haven't checked my email in fucking ages. Who knows what the fuck is happening on Facebook for God's sake. So I'm, I'm just like, whatever, dude. You guys, you guys just completely humiliated me. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I just want to go home, right? And so this guy is there and he's staring at me and stuff. And he's kind of got his shoulder a little bit up. So his shoulder's against me. So I don't know, just maybe in case I try to punch him or something, <laughs> maybe he can block it or something. I don't know. The train goes on. We start going towards Tokyo. And this guy, I don't know what he was thinking, but I think he was thinking that I was going to rob him or something because he, he secretly kind of moves down, down towards his lap and he opens up this little like zipper bag or whatever in, in his duffel bag or whatnot. And he's in there and 
I'm not even paying attention, but I can kind of tell that he's ruffling for something. And I'm looking over. I mean, after like this huge fucking mess, I mean, the guy could pull out a knife or something. Who fucking knows? So I'm looking over and stuff and he's slowly kind of looking for something, right? And I can hear like rappers and stuff like, like this. I can hear this sound, this annoying fucking sound, right? And, and he's, he's opening something, right? And then all of a sudden I smell fucking the most rancid, horrible smell. It smells like, it smelled like dead fish guts or some shit. It smelled so nasty. It was like food that I wouldn't even give to my fucking dog if I had a dog, right? And usually people give dogs their, their scraps and stuff. I wouldn't give my dog this if I had a dog or a cat or any kind of animal. It smelled fucking burly, right? And this guy reaches down and shit, and the stuff is so fucking stinky. It's so pointed. Oh, it's horrible. He reaches down, and he grabs something like that, and then he slowly gets up. And he gestures his hand secretly to his mouth, like he's secretly trying to eat this without me seeing what he's eating. Or he, he, I don't, does he think that I'm starving? (laughs) He saw my fat gut and he's like, this motherfucker's going to eat my fish guts. (laughs) This son of a bitch. (laughs) So he reaches down and he slowly is like putting this shit and he's staring at me through the side of his eye the whole time, making sure I don't make, make a pass at him or try to grab his fish guts or something. And he does that and shit. And and I, he, he was doing that for fucking five minutes. He'd eat it slowly. Crunch, 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 crunch. And then he'd slowly reach down again for another. And then he put it in his mouth. And then, and, and I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. I'm just sitting there sipping a beer. I'd much rather drink a beer than anything. That he had in his bag. I wanted nothing to do with these fuckers. I mean, shit, dude. It was it was pretty fucking weird. And then once they're, I think they got off at Ikebukuro or something. But they're stopping. Like they got off before I got off and shit. And they just fucking hustled and they pushed their way off the train and shit. Pushy motherfuckers, Jesus. And and that was really embarrassing. I felt kind of weird about that. And I was like, ah, you know, fucking. I just got off a plane and. Um, they got off a plane. Maybe they're not having a good... I don't know. I would never embarrass anybody like that. That was pretty fucked up. But anyway, you know, whatever. Fucking... I just wanted to go home, in which I did. And then... And then let's uh, fast forward about a year until maybe... I think that happened earlier this year. Maybe it did. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. And then this happened just a couple of days ago. This... No, this happened two days ago. Ah, room temperature now. My hot sake is room temperature. See, that's a fucked up thing about uh, sake. It cools down quite fast. So uh, if you're going to drink hot sake, uh, drink it in the kitchen next to the microwave. Keep it hot. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Maybe this is Japan. Japan has so much fucking awesome technology. I am sure that they must have some kind of like a, a heater cup where you push a button and the, whatever's inside the cup just kind of gets hot or something or stays like a really warm temperature or something. I got to get that for my sake because in winter, I fucking love hot sake. Anyway, going back to my story, part two, there I am. I'm going from Akihabara to Shibuya, right? Which is, it's like a 40 minute, uh, 40 minute like uh, travel from like uh, on the Yamanote, right? And I fucked up because I could have gone from Akihabara, taken the Chuo line straight to Shinjuku, then taken the Yamanote for two stops. I could have cut my time at least by half, but I didn't. I fucked up. I was tired. Anyway, I got on the Yamanote line for 40 minutes, right? 
and I sit down, and it's Saturday, which means the Yamanote, the Yamanote, for people that don't know, is the train that goes all the way around Tokyo. It's like a big circle, and you can hit almost all the major stops. You got Shinjuku, you got Shibuya, you got Akihabara, you've got, uh, you've got everything, right? Everything you need is there. <laughs> if you want it, the Yamanote's got it. <laughs> it's got it all. <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> I saw Fright Night last night. God, what a great movie. Uh, if you've never seen the original Fright Night, all you fucking young kids out there, I know there's a lot of high schoolers out there listening to this shit. Dude, watch the original Fright Night. Not the new one that took place, what, like five years ago or something? But it, the one from the 80s. Fucking great. Awesome soundtrack. Great acting, too. Anyway, so... I'm on the Yamanote, and uh, the place is packed. It is, it's overly packed. And I actually, I, I was so lucky. I got a seat. So I got a seat. I sit down, and I'm like, oh, this is so good. I got a seat. I can pull out my book. I can read my book. Maybe get in a couple of chapters, enjoy myself. It's Saturday. Why not? So I'm sitting there and stuff, and I, I forget which station we hit. It was maybe Ueno or Ikebukuro, one of those ones that's kind of in between Akihabara and Shinjuku. Anyway, we're like, you know, at that place, like a lot of people get off, a lot of people get on and shit. So I'm sitting there and two spaces become available. And then two people came in right in front of that space, those two empty spaces. And these people are obviously from that same country where that family was from. I can tell, right? I'm not going to say what country. I don't want to do any racist bullshit. Such a sensitive world these days. But um, yeah, that's not my style. So anyway, these two people get on and stuff. And and they're tourists. They they got weird coats and stuff. And they got suitcases that don't look Japanese or anything. It's like these huge, weird suitcases. They got bags and stuff. And you know they want to sit down, right? So they're carrying suitcases. They're carrying their bags. They're probably going to the airport or they're coming from some kind of an airport or some kind of a trip somewhere. I don't know their story. I never met them until right now. So I'm telling you the story. So anyway, like uh, two people get off and these two people get on and the train is getting more and more and more packed. And okay, if you don't know, the trains in Tokyo are quiet. They're silent. They're very, very quiet. It doesn't matter how many people are on the train. There could be 20 people. There could be 2,000 people. There could be 20,000 people on the train. Japanese people are very, very polite in general. When they get on the train, they're usually really quiet. Unless they're young kids or it's the last train at night. If it's the last train at night and everybody's drunk and wasted, (laughs) party time! (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's one of my favorite trains, actually. But this train is this train is overly packed and it's quiet. Nobody's saying a word. The only thing you can hear is some people outside the train and the announcements. And these two people start fighting and pointing at me and pointing at the seats. The guy wants to sit down. The guy's like Wait, do I sound like the, the fucking aliens from Mars attacks? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's, he's, he starts pointing at the seats and pointing at me. She starts pointing at the seats and pointing at me. They're pointing at me and stuff, and they're yelling and stuff. They're yelling. They're, they're, they are yelling with a big voice, with a big voice on a fucking quiet train. And I'm sitting there getting pointed at, and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, rewind the record. Here I am again in the same situation. And then and now I'm thinking, should I say something? 
Should I do something? Should should I point at them and start like try, I, I don't even know what to do. I can speak Japanese. I don't I know I don't I think I don't think they could. So me <laughs> tell them to shut the fuck up. And I don't know. I was polite. I was I was stupid and polite. I did nothing. I just sat there and guess what? They fought with each other with a big voice and then once they stopped, once they stopped and everybody realized that the the situation stopped and was finished. And they weren't going to sit down because of me. I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't like CK1. <laughs> They're like, CK1? Fuck this guy. I ain't sitting next to the CK1 motherfucker. <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. But anyway, so once everybody realized the situation was over, two, two Japanese people, like this girl and then some kind of college guy or whatever, just kind of like kind of hurried in and sat down next to me. They kind of like squeezed their way through. And then on the way back or on the way going to Shibuya and stuff, the lady's suitcase kept on banging me in my knee. And I'm not sure if it was intentional or if she's, just, I don't know, but kept on hitting me in the knee. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, should I study their language just so I could know what they're talking about? Maybe they think I'm famous. Like, we can't sit next to Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's an icon from the 90s. We've all seen Goodfellas. <laughs> He's so rich. What is he doing on this train? No, they probably didn't say that. <laughs> Who knows what they said? I don't, I don't want to know what they said, actually. But yeah, that, that, was, that was a really weird thing that happened to me on Saturday. So um, if you've ever experienced a situation similar to this, please send me an email. I'd love to hear it. I'll read it on, this, I'll read it on the show. I won't say your name. I won't be of Tom and <laughs> say your last name. <laughs> Bob Smith from Kansas City. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, if you have any kind of a story like that, definitely, definitely just say it, you know, send it to us and stuff. I'd love to read it because, I mean, <laughs> this happened to me twice. <laughs> Tokyo, day by day, is becoming more of an international city from where people from all over the world are coming here. And <laughs> Jesus Christ, I remember when I used to go to Narita and I would go to Narita during like peak time and I could easily just get on a plane <laughs> It was so easy. And this is after 9-11, right? This is after the earthquake and shit. And and now, God, Narita Airport is so fucking crazy. Oh, my God. The last time I came in, actually, yeah, the time that I just told you about when I came in, I came in from, um, no, 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 no. I flew in from Michigan the last time I traveled from the States. The time that I just told you about, that's when I came in from Europe. But I flew in recently from Michigan, as you may know, as you may remember, Faders. And I hit up Narita Airport because that's where I landed, obviously, right? So I flew into Narita Airport. And as soon as we landed, you know, we had to go through immigration and customs and shit and get our bags or whatnot. And as soon as I got off the plane, there was a line of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fucking people trying to get into this country. Holy shit. I've never seen it. That was during summer. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people come in summer and stuff, but Jesus Christ, that airport was insane. It was absolutely insane. And the only thing that saved me was that I live in Japan and I have a residence card, right? And if you have a residence card, for all you faders that have residence cards that they don't know about this, if you go all the way, you got it looks it looks like you're cutting or you're like some kind of a famous guy like, "Excuse me, I'm famous in my country. Please move aside." <laughs> And you got to kind of, it looks like you cut. So you got to go cut past everybody and go all the way down the aisle during in the customs section. Or is it immigration? I always get those confused. But you got to go all the way down. And then they got like a little booth there. And the booth is for card holders. It's not all the way down. It's kind of like, but it's past all the, it's past the circus, right? So you go there and stuff. And there's always like one person. They look at you and they smile. And you smile back. 
And both of you guys know at that moment, you beat the system. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. But uh, if you're visiting Japan, shit, it's just what you got to do. You got you to gotta deal with that madness. Uh, don't push. Don't run. Don't run, people. Come on. <laughs> Running. God, that's so fucked up. <laughs> don't push and run. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Mmm. You know, I can drink this like it's fucking water now. It's so cold in my apartment. I can't turn on the heater. If I turn on the heater, it's all fucking noisy. But it's so fucking cold here. Here. Thunderdome. There we go. I'm going to turn on for a second. If the sound sucks, I'll, you know, let's move a little closer to the mic. There you go. Oh, man. But yeah, I got to learn other languages. English and Japanese is just not good enough anymore. <laughs> they got all these translation systems, I guess, that are supposed to be pretty good. I guess they're going to put like half of Japan out of a job. Well, I have the international community out of a job because it seems like every other person here is an English teacher. So, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Everybody's going to become, uh, what, a construction worker or something? There's not enough construction workers, I guess, apparently. The whole city is under construction. If you were in Japan, uh, if you're in Tokyo about a year ago, and if you came here today, it'll be hard to recognize Shibuya. You might recognize Ichimaro Q, the 109 building, and maybe Hachiko's statue, but they've got like fucking four skyscrapers that they're building. And every time I go to Shibuya, once a week or once every two weeks, those fucking buildings are a little higher. And I'm just like, fucking hey, dude, it's crazy. When I first came to Japan, fucking a little over 15 years ago, Shibuya was dark. It was dirty. It was dangerous. Like some people were saying, whatever you do, don't go in that area because that area is a little dangerous. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I grew up in the Detroit area, so I don't think I've got anything to worry about, <laughs> which I didn't, of course. But still, now people are like, oh, Shibuya. Shibuya is great. They have like 20 Starbucks. <laughs> I think they're, they're, they have one Disney shop, and I think they're going to build another Disney shop. I don't know. Maybe one of the skyscrapers is going to be like the Disney skyscraper. <laughs> it's going to have mouse ears at the top. Welcome to our circus. Oh, man. So that's all. That's all I got to tell you guys about. Shit. I'll tell you what. Faders, if you've made it this far in Johnny B. Naked episode, <laughs> if you like this shit, send me some questions. Give me something to talk about. I might, you know, maybe we'll do two episodes a week. I'll do one with Tom, and that'll be like a regular show. We'll have a POW. We'll have some hijinks, some fun, some shenanigans will go on. And then maybe I'll do a, like a naked show where I just fucking answer questions and bullshit like this. I pull a Bill Burr. I mean, shit, if Bill Burr can do it every Monday morning, I could do this. What day is today? Holy fuck, it's Monday morning, actually. It's actually Monday morning. Fuck, dude, psychic fucks you up. 
<laughs> what is this? Hold on, let me get the bottle. Desai, 39. It is 39%. Fuck me, dude. 39% alcohol. This shit is good. It's got that, a little bit of an alcoholic kind of taste. It's fruity. Tastes like flowers. So good. Yeah, decide. So, uh, if you do live outside of Japan, oh, God, that's fucked. If you do live outside Japan, and if you do have a good, oh, this fucking bottle's almost empty. Fuck! Now I gotta buy more. Buy some with me. <laughs> if you do live outside Japan, make sure you try to pick up some Desai. Uh, this is called Desai, D-A-S-S-A-I. Desai, from the Desai family uh, and brewery in Fukuoka. And this is Desai 39. So the number right next to the bottle, that's the number or the percentage of the rice that they use. Or the percentage of the grain of rice of which they use. God, that's so fucking cool. God, I love Japan. Even the sake is high tech. <laughs> Even the sock is high tech. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said the average or a pretty good bottle of sake is uh, 50%. So if they use 50% of the rice or 50% of a grain of rice, then it's a fairly good sake. But if it's like 39%, that's better. So I guess maybe it's kind of like whiskey, you know? The older the whiskey, the better it is, Right. In this case here, the less of a grain of rice they use, or the more inner side of it, the better it is, or the more flavor it has. And this shit's got some. It's got some flavor. I'm drinking this shit like wine. Well, I was drinking it like wine, now I'm drinking it like beer. <laughs> I don't know how to drink. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't know how to drink sake. I'm gonna turn this fucking heater off. I'm gonna sacrifice myself for this podcast. I'm going to freeze to death. Jesus Christ. But um, the thing is, sake, people call it sake wine, right? Not Japanese people. People, they call it um, osake. But sake is kind of, it's brewed like beer, but a lot of people drink it like wine. So how should you drink it? Should you drink it like beer? Because it's brewed, it's not distilled, and it's like wine because people drink it like wine. It looks like wine. It's clear. It's very clear. It looks beautiful. Smells beautiful. Mmm. Tastes beautiful. You know, I should hit these guys up for a sponsor. <laughs> hey, Desai, if you're listening, contact Johnny. <laughs> Tom's a better writer. Contact Tom. Oh, man. All right. I told you guys I'm going to do two episodes. Two episodes. God damn. All right. No more sake. This is done. I'm done with sake. This shit's fucking me up. Ugh. I'm going to do two stories for you guys. Not going to do the top five because I'm all by my lonesome. Here we go. Story number one, Aichi man arrested for abducting 14-year-old Fukui girl. Fukui. Fukui is a city, I guess. Fukui, a 27-year-old man, was arrested Saturday on suspicion of kidnapping a 14-year-old girl in Fukui Prefecture and taking her to his home in Aichi Prefecture, police said. Holy shit. It's like fucking a guy in Florida kidnapping a girl in Kentucky. Pretty much like that. (laughs) 
Yuichi Tori, a.k.a. Piece of Shit, was arrested after he was seen with a junior high school student in front of his home in Okazaki in the early hours of Saturday. The police suspect that Tori abducted the girl on November 30th after becoming acquainted with her through a social network service. After her family notified the Fukui police of her disappearance on the same day that she went missing, the police launched an investigation and found footage from a surveillance camera in the prefecture showing Tori with the girl, the police said. Fucking A, dude. Police, two thumbs up. You did a good job. Fucking A, dude. You've, You've probably... Cops, good on you. You saved this girl's life. Because this guy, if he's dri- if he's driving, or I don't know, <laughs> you think he took a train? <laughs> but if he's going from one prefecture to another prefecture, kidnapping a girl and taking her back to his place, dude, bad things were going to happen to that girl. Hopefully she's safe. Hopefully with a little bit of counseling, she'll be fine. Holy shit, but fuck this guy, dude. You know, this guy's 27 years old. He's well old enough to know that this is a fucking no-no thing to do. So, you know what? I, I say for his crime, he should do the perfect punishment, dude. Going to Jap- Japanese puni- Japanese prisons, okay, they're bad. They suck. All prison sucks. But if he goes to American prison, dude, he's going to be Bubba's bitch, dude. He's going to have fucking calluses on his fucking knees, dude. And, um, yeah, I think he deserves that because, dude, this girl is going to be completely messed up for a long time, dude. Seriously. I mean... Shit, man. You know what I think? I think that I think I think in school, in school, there's got to be a class like a social media class, because more and more and more kids all over the world are getting fucked up with social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all these other ones that are in other countries and shit. It seems like every country's got a different one, Webro or whatever. And I think I think like schools should have a class where teachers are talking to kids that are like 12 years old. Because when kids are like 11, 12 years old, when they're actually really using their phones for social media and doing some crazy shit, that, that's when they don't trust their parents, right? That's when they're like, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm my own man. I'm going to do what I want. Just, just, just cook me lunch and breakfast and dessert and give me five bucks a day for spending money and we're cool, right? This is when kids become, like, rebellious, right? And I think this is where kids get in a lot of fucking trouble. I think that schools, and I don't know if I should trust schools, because schools these days are all over the world are all fucked up and shit. Every country says they got the best school. And then when I talk to somebody from that country, like, I got a friend from Finland, and I was like, man, Finland's schools are, have, like, the best schools. He's like, yeah, because there's only five people in every class. I'm like, oh, that's why they're the best schools. Well, that's kind of fucked up, because then you're socially retarded. You don't know how to deal with, like, a bunch of people, I guess. But it seems like every school is kind of fucked up, but there should be some kind of like a mandatory class or something where like you, you teach kids about the, the evils and the dark side of social media so they stay the fuck away from it. They, they learn that there's a lot of bad people on there that seem like good people at the time. Like, hey, I live in this exotic prefecture and I have a big screen TV and lots of Disney shows and I have candy and blah, 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 blah. You know, because when we're little kids... When I remember when we were little kids and shit, we used to go to some kind of like safety classes like that. Like don't talk to strangers. If a van pulls up with like a unicorn painted on the side of it and some guy with a beard comes out and says, hey, kids, I'm lost and I have some candy in the back. Want to come in and help me find my way home? You say no. Just say no. I think there's got to be programs like that because social media is fucking a lot of kids up and stuff. And um, yeah, they're quite defenseless. So uh, yeah, parents do something. Schools do something. (laughs) But you know what? I got to say the cops did do something. And, you know, 
I, I, I love it when cops do a good job because that just makes me happy. You know, I'm not saying, you know, in whichever industry there is, there's always good, there's always good chefs and there's bad chefs. There's good taxi drivers and there's taxi drivers that can't drive. In this case here, these cops are fucking A+. Very good job in saving this girl, saving her life. That's fucking awesome. So today at Got Fit Japan, we've got a happy story. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully this guy, uh, Mr. Piece of Shit, Yuichi Tori, goes to prison in, uh, let's say, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I hear that's the worst. Sorry, Columbus. Okay, here we go. Next story. <clears throat> Man arrested for kissing sleeping woman on train. Isn't there a Disney movie or a Grimm's fable about this? Some Ed Age or something? <laughs> Some guy kisses a girl, she wakes up. <laughs> but I think she was dead and then he brought her back to life or something. I don't know. Let's, let's see what's happening. This story takes place in Osaka. I used to do. A 33-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of committing an indecent act after he kissed a woman who was sleeping on the train in September. Oh, man. I hope he didn't have a cold sore. That would suck. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up being molested? And you're like, ah, and then you get a cold sore. I would fucking sue. I would sue. So, I, oh, man, that guy. <laughs> He's fucked. Um, according to police, the incident occurred at around 2 p.m. in the afternoon abroad. A train headed to Kan Kansai Airport from Kiyobashi Station in Osaka. Okay, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Holy shit, that's, that's daytime. That's daytime. This guy's obviously not a vampire. Uh, the rear half of the train was bound for Wakayama, and the train halted at Hineno Station for two minutes. For the train to detach, a woman in her 20s who was sitting in the front of the train was sleeping when Takahiro Ueda kissed her. The woman woke up, but Ueda managed to escape to the rear. Of the train, people. Of the train, okay? <clears throat> Where he boarded the train heading to Wakayama. Security footage from the day revealed a man running on the platform, which allowed police to detain the suspect's... I, uh, I, uh, determine the suspect's identity. Ueda was arrested on Monday. Police said that just before Ueda kissed the woman, he was seen by other passengers walking through carriages. It is believed that he was searching for someone to kiss. I'm just trying to save lives here. I read the I read the Grimm's tale, Sleeping Beauty. I'm just doing my duty as a human to save lives. No, fuck this guy. This guy's a fucking pervert, dude. Fuck him. After his arrest, uh, police quoted Weta as saying, quote, I don't want to talk about the incident right now, end quote. Yeah, well, uh, if he goes to prison in America, he's going to be doing a lot of kissing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Baba, Baba, stop it. Anyway, yeah, this is pretty fucked up. Um, in Tokyo, in Japan, all over the Japan, actually, people sleep on the trains. Overall, the trains here are super safe. This is quite unusual. Well, I mean, bad shit happens on the train, of course, and we've done tons of stories about that shit. But, I mean, fucking, I fall asleep on the train all the time. I try to read a book, I try to listen to podcasts, and sometimes I fall asleep. I nod off. I, I, it, I look like one of those guys in, like, the park. What was it? Uh, was it Yoyogi Park? No, not Yoyogi Park. Fucking, uh, what's that park in New York? Where all the fucking addicts go. Well, anyway, yeah. Fucking, I look like I'm nodding off. I'm like, sleep awake. Sleep awake. Sleep awake. Sleep awake. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it, it's hard, though, man. The trains are so comfortable. In the winter, the seats are all heated and stuff. It's so crowded, so people all around you and shit. You're just, like, kind of just, like, moving to the left, moving to the right, and just rocking back and forth. It's all quiet. Nobody's talking. It's so easy to fall asleep on the trains. I, I suffer from insomnia at night. And, I, and now, right now, I'm thinking about this. Maybe I can't sleep at night because I'm sleeping on all these trains I'm taking every single day. That's probably it. Anyway, Faders, so, uh, yeah, if you uh, <laughs> if you see a guy putting on chapstick, uh, walking down the uh, aisles of a train, beware, beware. Or, you know what you could do? Just wear one of those masks, you know? You know, like in Japan, we wear the surgical mask and stuff to prevent us from giving somebody our sickness if we're sick. Or if it's during, right now, it's influenza season, we're trying to avoid getting sick. So, uh, yeah, put on a surgical mask and, uh, yeah, avoid getting sick and a kiss. Or getting kissed by a person and getting sick with a cold sore. Because that would suck. Especially during the holiday seasons. Getting a cold sore in the holiday season would totally suck. But I'll tell you what. I know something that wouldn't suck. Coming down to the Spilt Inks website and getting something from there. When I say something, I mean artwork, not herpes. Yes, the website of the Spilt Ink, moi's website. Come down there. And actually, you know what? Even better yet, just go to the Etsy page. If you scroll down... Check out the show notes. Actually, give us a five-star review. Do that right now. I know each and every one of you right now is holding on to an iPhone right now in your hand. Go to our page right here and check out the Spilt Inks Etsy page. Buy something. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for a friend. I've got prints. I've got paintings. I'll do commission paintings. My shit, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's the worst, but it's the shit that I do, and it's the shit that I love doing. And uh, yeah, please support me. Because if you support the Spilt Ink, you support the show. And there's been quite a few faders out there that have been supporting the show and they have been buying artwork and prints. And I want to say, God damn it, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You guys are fucking true faders and shit. I'm holding my sake. My Desai is in the air right now. I salute you, faders. Thank you very much. Thank you. And continue to support. And give us a five-star review if you can. I know that's so fucking lame to say, like, give us a five-star review and, uh, yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend and tell an enemy. I know, but you know what? Every little bit helps and shit. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm doing this show for you. This is the Christmas show. So do a Christmas favor for me. Do a solid and buy something. Buy something. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be cheap. If the price is too expensive, contact me directly and I'll cut you a deal. I support the faders. Fuck yeah. Always have, always will. And on that note, oh, hold on. Mmm. <clears throat> oh, you're not supposed to drink this shit like that. It's, that's a bad way to drink it. Never chug sake, especially when it's good sake. Oh, yeah. yeah now it burns. Yeah, I love that burn. Ah, faders. All right, and uh, if you are coming to Tokyo, I know some of you guys are coming to Tokyo right now and stuff. Uh, one fader's got a gig. Uh, he's going to be performing. I'm not sure if he wants me to say anything about that, but uh, yeah, um, if you do come to Tokyo and you want to hang out with us, Tom drinks every single night of the week at a bar or a nightclub. He will take you around. I will try to do the same. Faders is great. Um, we're definitely going to do a show probably before Christmas, but if we don't, fucking A, dude. Um, happy holidays for everybody from all those different religions or whatnot out there and stuff. Happy holidays from all of us to all of you. We'll be drinking every day, so when you're drinking, you're getting your fade on, you're doing it with us, especially when you're listening to the show because when you're listening to the show and you're drinking, you're actually drinking with us because we're drinking at the same time. So theoretically, we're actually drinking together. We're getting our fade on together. So if you're drinking right now, here. 
Cheers. Kampai, <laughs> motherfucker. All right, Faders, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Got Faded Japan. Check out the Spilt Dinks Etsy page. Buy something. Please, God, buy something. Support me. <laughs> Support. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit something vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should use me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.